text for the sermon this day is taken from Psalm 8, which says, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? And also you can keep in mind two other passages. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1, and then John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Those are the texts. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Read again that verse 3. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. Have you ever thought about how grand God's creation really is? Think about yourself. Now, when I was opening the door a little bit ago, when people were entering, I had these little itty-bitty bugs flying in my face, which seems to be a common feature throughout the air for many of us this time of the year. Now, me, in comparison to that bug, I'm pretty big. But how big are we compared, how big are you compared to, say, this church building? Not quite as big. Or how about, how big is this church when you compare it to all of Ida Grove? We're getting a little bit smaller. How big is Ida Grove compared to the state of Iowa? How many Ida Groves do you think we could fit in the state of Iowa? How big is the state of Iowa compared to the rest of the planet Earth? We keep getting smaller and smaller. Now I want you to imagine for a moment that the Earth is a golf ball. Imagine the earth is the size of a golf ball. I got one that's half blue, so you could think of the blue water. So, this is earth. If the earth were the size, were a golf ball. To give you an idea, so the earth, the sun, you could fit, I think it's 790,000 earths inside of the sun. So if the earth were a golf ball, you could, have any of you ever been on a school bus before? Okay, now think of a school bus. Now imagine that stack from top to bottom, every little itty bitty corner with nothing but golf balls. That is the size of the earth compared to the sun. Now, the sun is just one of many stars in our galaxy. There are even great, there's a star known as, sometimes it's pronounced Betelgeuse, but I prefer the pronunciation Betelgeuse because I grew up in the 80s and I love that movie. But Betelgeuse is the second brightest star in the sky. If the Earth were a golf ball, to get an idea as to how small it is compared to Betelgeuse, is you, how many of you have ever seen the Empire State Building? Now I want you to imagine putting, the, this, putting this golf ball at the base of the Empire State Building 
and go across the street and look up at that building and imagine that there are two more Empire State buildings on top of it. The Earth, so you're getting an idea that the Earth is a golf ball, Beetlejuice is three Empire State buildings stacked on top of one another. We're getting even smaller. There's another star, Musifi. This is a star that, if the Earth is a golf ball, have any of you ever seen the Golden Gate Bridge? I want you to imagine putting this on the end of the, on the, end of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and going, driving over into Oakland and looking across that bridge and imagine that there's yet a second Golden Gate Bridge, which, by the way, that's three and a half miles, if the earth is a golf ball, it would be the size of those two Golden Gate Bridges connected. Or for those of us who are familiar with Polk City, it would be like three of the mile-long bridges that go that are right outside of Polk City. Anybody familiar with that bridge? Okay. I grew up in Ankeny, so everybody knew that. But anyways, then there is one last star that I'm going to mention. This one is known as Canis Majoris. Literally means the big dog. It is the biggest star that they are aware of at this point. If the Earth were a golf ball, Canis Majoris would be Mount Everest. So imagine putting this at the base of that mountain, getting up in a helicopter or airplane or whatever, getting really good binoculars and trying to compare those two, you realize how small we really are. And to give you perspective, the number of Earths you could fit into Canis Majoris, if the Earth were a golf ball, you could fill the entire state of Texas with nothing but golf balls four feet deep. See how small we are? Again, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? God is, a, is he is holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. He created the heavens and the earth with but a word. He said, let there be light and bang. And no, I don't mean big bang. I mean, boom, it was there. He just said the words and it appeared. God's word is so powerful that when he gives the command for light to exist, the light obeys even though light didn't exist yet. It obeyed, the non-existing light obeyed and existed. That is how powerful God's word is. And yet, when, and when God created everything, he looked upon everything that he created and he said it was very good. But it did not take long for man. Even though we are such a small creature and compared to everything that God has created. Think about the size of those stars. And by the way, Canis Majoris, that is over 4,000 light years away. 
which means that God created everything in between. Not to mention, that's just, I think that's just in our galaxy. So there's older galaxies, which makes you begin to think maybe our universe is but a golf ball to God. Give you a little perspective, thought. I don't know if that, there's nowhere, I don't know if I could say that, but possible. There's a thought. But anyways, that is the grandeur of God. But yet as small as we are, when Adam and Eve were told to not partake of a fruit that was about no bigger than the size of their fist, they followed the desire of their hearts and they ate of it. And the world was plunged into sin. And very quickly they saw the very real effect of it when their son Cain murdered their other son Abel. And when the world had never seen rain, in the days of Noah, rain began to fall upon the earth. Again, a consequence of sin. The sin that Adam and Eve brought into the world has had an effect on every single aspect of creation. The reason why we have tornadoes in our state, we live here in Tornado Alley in the state of Iowa. The reason why there are tornadoes is because of sin. It's a result of the fall into sin. The reason there is flooding, which has been, has affected so much of our region. Again, a consequence of sin. Earthquakes, hurricanes, volcanoes. All of it. Every disease, every famine, every drought is all because of sin. Sin which we willingly partake of. Nobody has to twist our arms to sin. More often than not, we need to, our arms need to be twisted to not sin. We do it all of our own free will. And so again, what is man that you are mindful of him? In spite of the fact that we are so small in comparison to God, in, in, in light of the fact that we are the sinners who are constantly destroying his perfect creation, and we do it over and over and over and over again, he still is mindful of you. He is still mindful of us. Think about our, the, first, the meaning of the first article, the creed. God says that God gives us food, clothing, house, home, eyes, ears, all of our senses. And he does this all because we are awesome people? No. Out of, out of divine fatherly, appropriate word on Father's Day, divine fatherly goodness and mercy and without any merit or worthiness in us. He is mindful of us. So the text, it says again, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. 
Do any of you know what happened on June 20th, not June, July 20th, 1969? Exactly 50, over 50 years ago? Just under 50 years ago? Man walked on the moon, right? Neil Armstrong, which by the way, that's why my first name is Neil. My mom named me after Neil Armstrong. But 50 years ago, Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. After several years previous to that, President Kennedy gave the promise that before the decade was out, a man would walk on the moon. And he got pretty close to the end of the decade, and it happened. of course, he never got to see it, but it did happen. Man set out to make that plan. But this is what our text and what the text says in Acts. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. See, when man fell into sin, God gave the plan that he had, he had set in place. If you ever notice, when you came into church, we're decorated for something going on this week. Vacation Bible School. The theme is miraculous mission. Focusing on the fact that when, G when man fell into sin, God gave a promise. That the offspring of Eve would crush the serpent's head. And by the way, they will hear the beginning of that fulfillment. They'll hear about the Christmas story. And they'll hear about how Abraham, when he looked up into the stars, God said, could you, if you could count, if, oh, look at all the stars. If you could count them, so will be your offspring. This was actually pointing again to Christ. See, God set forth a plan when man fell into sin, when man broke his creation and continued to break it, he never once said, you know what, this plan is over, you guys don't deserve it. He kept going. Every step of the way, all throughout the Old Testament, the reason we still read the Old Testament is because it points to Jesus. It shows how God was planning and laying it out and the plan for Christ to come, to be born of that 13 to 15 year old girl in that little town of Bethlehem. I mean, think about that. The grand God, the God, notice when Jesus was talking to the, in our gospel lesson, he said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham, you know, the guy who looked at the stars, was, I am. There's a reason why they picked up stones to throw it at him. Because if you go back to, the day, to Moses, when he was talking to God in the burning bush, he says, I am who I am. Tell them that I am has sent, sent you to let, set the people free. I am is the name of God, or more appropriately in the Hebrew, the name of God is, anybody know it? Yahweh. Which, by the way, if you're, if you're a Minnesotan, the joke is, no way, Yahweh. Anyways, but Yahweh is the name of God. 
In fact, in our old, in our psalm, when it says, when you see Lord in all capital letters in your Bible, whenever you see Lord, all caps, that is Yahweh. So for instance, verse 9, it actually literally says, O Yahweh, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Jesus, when he says, before Abraham was, I am, he is claiming to be Yahweh. He is the one who spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden. He is the one who spoke to Moses from the burning bush. And he is the one who spoke the entire, all of creation into existence. And yet, there he is. He left his heavenly realms, to be in the womb of a 13 to 15-year-old girl. To be born and be a baby and to grow up and to be rejected and humiliated and hated by those of his people, those of his, those in his, in his culture, and eventually to be crucified, to die, and to be buried. And of course, to rise from the dead. This was all by the definite plan of our God. That was, as the kids will learn this week, the miraculous mission that God set forth at the beginning of creation. For God so loved the world. By the way, you know that when we say the word so, that's not about degree. It's not God so much loved the world. It's actually... It's telling how, yes, God does love the world so much, but that's not the Greek. The Greek in this particular case, for God loved the world in this way. So for, for so this is how God has loved the world, that he sent his only son, the one who spoke everything into creation, into the world, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. That is, as you learn in confirmation, the gospel in a nutshell. We, man, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. The writer of the Hebrews tells us that that is not just those verses are not just talking about us. They're talking about Jesus. For Jesus is the Son of Man that God the Father cared for. He is the one who was made a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. See, God shows how he is mindful of us. He shows us his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, while we were the small, insignificant, compared to everything he created, and while we were sinners, Christ died for us. He sent his son to die for you. That was the mission. That is what God sent forth. That is how he is mindful of you. So that is the mission. And we are his disciples. There's some churches I kind of like, they put a sign right outside their door that, always, that says, you are now entering the mission field. 
When Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave a command to be witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Now, the way you could go to the ends of the earth, you support missionaries. Unless, of course, you could be a missionary yourself. But the easiest way is support missionaries. But you are to be witnesses where you are at. And you want to know the easiest way to be a witness? Just invite somebody to church. That's it. They found that 86% of all people who eventually went to church went because someone from that church invited them. Not the pastor, a member. And the reason why many people don't go to church is because nobody's ever invited them. But they wish somebody would. Invites, think of somebody you can invite to come and hear and receive the love and mercy and grace of your God. Till the day comes when we celebrate with our Heavenly Father, with Yahweh, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in life everlasting, to him be all glory. Amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ keep you in the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Please stand.